Welcome to episode 103 of Content Structure and Style, an unofficial Squarespace podcast. This is a special episode as we are minus one Eric, but uh, joining us this week is Brandon Davenport from okgeek.com. How are you guys doing? Welcome to the show, Brandon. Welcome, Brandon. Awesome. Did you completely forget to introduce Josh? No, he's he's not here no. either. I, I'm without any, I, I don't need an introduction. I just oh. make myself known in podcasts. and. That's awesome. Yeah. No, we, we don't have a structure for this show, so introductions are, are they're extra and we couldn't afford it. So it's, mm-hmm. very, it's very nice to be introduced. They come on the liner notes, so it's not... <laughs> that new to anybody else. Uh, so coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, TDK, which you'll find out what that is shortly. Uh, we're going to talk about fonts online, web fonts. But uh, first, let's get to know who Brandon Davenport is. What's OK Geek? What is that all about? Well, OK Geek, um, in a nutshell, it's, it's basically like an attempt to create a blog that blogs about technology and game and really geeky stuff. But sort of wraps it in a really nice wrapper, so it's not it's not ads all over the place, and it's not um, it's not broken in any way. It just it just works really well, mind you. Internet Explorer, uh, it's gonna be the it's gonna be the death of me, Internet Explorer. But um, sure. you're already talking about the where it fails. I trust me, it all, it's it comes down to like trying to make your site work well and look good, and then every single time you load it in Internet Explorer and just nothing works yeah. ever, and then you have to spend twice as much time. And you end up just reversing what you did because it's just, it's horrible. But your, your, your site actually looks fantastic. It, it really does. It, it looks fantastic where it should, and that's where it counts. Yep. Yeah, I get into a lot of debate with uh, some of my editors. Like, we need to add more flair to the page. And I'm like, number one rule, the number, the most, the thing that has to stick out the most is the content. Mm-hmm. The site's just a canvas on the background to be able to allow the content to show through. But yeah, that's what we do. We have about uh, 11 editors and about four of them do like blog full-time uh my right-hand man ricardo trejo he's the uh he's the back end of our operations he does all the like the pr stuff and everything i'm just the guy that builds and designs the site and funded it but it's uh-huh. pre- it's it's fun and squarespace is basically the reason it started because mm-hmm. i remember i remember i started a site on uh on uh blogger the Google thing yeah that didn't that didn't work well I ended up forgetting I had it then I started a site on WordPress that was fun for a while and then it, and this sort of got lame and then I saw Squarespace and I was like oh cool so I tried it out I and I was surprised how fast I could start a site I started playing around with it and eventually I built it up and then I discovered oh I can have some editors on the site so then I just asked if I wanted to write for me I got an email from Ricardo and then he had the idea of turning into this big thing and then we all did, started steamrolling now we're you know bigger than we ever thought we'd be so it's pretty cool yeah i'm I'm, cool. I'm actually on it and like if, if i click your name it says you've you've posted like uh 2365 <laughs> articles <laughs> so so what what year did you start kind of like the the squarespace part or, or did you import anything uh, I imported a I imported a bunch of stuff. I got rid of most of it because it was mostly you know those articles that you write when you first start blogging and you're just discovering that like, oh my god, this text I'm typing into this box can now be read by the internet. Oh, and, yeah. and you actually type that. That's your post. That is the post. Yes. Yeah. So uh, my first posts weren't. It's not my finest work. Some of them I left up because it's just funny to go back and read them. But um, mm-hmm. I've written you a lot of articles. 
It's funny, Brandon. I've got these uh, little surveys on my site that ask people if they found what they're looking for and if they liked it and stuff. And some of my oldest content, the stuff that I'm like the most embarrassed about, <laughs> people are actually like, "Yeah, thanks. I found what I was looking for. This is bad, not bad." So, like, I think we're our own worst critics in a lot of areas. Granted, I, if you went there, you would all would be my own worst critic as well. But <laughs> I think <laughs> but, it's um, just interesting yeah. that like our standards keep continue to go higher and higher, and the reader standard just complete just sort of stays the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We keep- well, I think that's that's the that's the quest of a good blog, right? Is to try yeah. and get better and better each each post for for your readers. So I, I think, guess that's how you yeah. you break through is just ha- raising the readers' standards so yeah. they want to go to your site. Yeah. The thing I like about OK Geek, and you know, I've known you since back in the tech help days. Um, oh man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Way back. Was that right? like a few months ago? Yeah, I know, right? But Long before time, time listener, be, first time caller. That's right. Yeah, but you know, I've I've covered you guys' blog on on my on my site and stuff. But um, the thing I like specifically about you guys is that you guys are um, it's a younger group overall, and so like some websites you get this kind of older stuffy, more kind of traditional media slant, journalistic slant on stuff, and you guys are younger, fun, and you've got a unique insight, I think, into the uh, the psyche of that younger demographic yeah. and how how you perceive tech. So um, as someone who markets, you know, during the day to people your age, it's really, it's a good site, uh, site for me because I get to get a good insight to, to the life of the young tech connoisseur, you know? Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty fun. Like being able to sort of have a voice for like, cause it's, it's sort of, it's sort of have to step back from it and realize, wow, we're just like people that, you know, still in high school or just finishing high school. And we have this awesome site that we're running and it's sort of, it's, you have to step back sometimes and be like, wow, people are actually read our stuff. Yeah. yeah it's pretty cool. Yeah, you start to realize, oh, I better clean this up. <laughs> when you, um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but but like years and years ago, back back when the internet was first, when, when it was evolving, back when blogs were around. I, I when, I was, hearing, when I was a twinkle in my dad's eye. <laughs> That's right. I remember hearing an early podcast. I think it was probably even a tweet show back yeah. in the day. I mean, it was like a, there was there was someone on who was talking about it's so much easier to to blog when 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 you identify one person in your mind you you, you, you like think of a person you know you think oh, yeah i'm going to think of josh from now on every time i post anything then you know it's usually easier to kind of talk to that person in your mind do you, is is that kind of what you do or, or or i guess you guys have so many people that you really don't so this is part of that show right this part of that area where i edit out I mean, that's, that's, I've never thought of it that way. I've never even that's never come you never to done my that. Mind. That's never come to my mind. That's interesting because maybe I could like have this imaginary friend I write articles to and read them with read them with him and whatever. But oh, usually when I write articles, it's just just um, getting through writing the article because it gets to a point like doing this for maybe. I don't know. I've been writing articles for like two, three, four years uh, and doing videos and everything. It just gets to a point where it's really fun to do and it's enjoyable, but it's, it gets to be the, you know, the daily grind. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You just Mm -hmm. need to get, you just need to get articles out. And um, it's that initial hump of just like, Oh, I got to write an article. And then you start writing it and then you're like in the mode and you're in the zone and you got the article written, but I've never come to that. Uh, realization that if I think of someone while I'm writing it and I'm writing it to them, I know yeah, you, have, 
That's that's actually um, it's a core marketing exercise for for <laughs> online marketing that yeah. you should all consider because it's it's a it's a called personas and you think of an imaginary person all of the key traits of your core audience and basically come up with a, an imaginary person give them a name uh, find a picture on the internet that looks like them um, talk about certain things they like to do websites they like to go to uh, attitudes they have towards their family and towards life and then you use that to guide your entire editorial strategy because your content is for that person, yeah. for that and audience. This, and this comes down to how I've always run this site, and I've been, I tell everybody, and I say, uh, all of our writers, and I say, if you want to write something, never write anything you aren't interested in and never write anything you don't want to write about because in the end, if we want to write to our audience, we want to create an audience that likes what we like. And if all we write about is what we like, we'll enjoy doing it and we'll have an audience that will always like what we write about because they have the same taste as us. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So that's the nice thing about the internet is that there's a niche for everybody. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to sort you don't have to sort of conform to a certain audience. You just create your own. You just it just yep. they naturally gravitate towards you. So that's pretty nice. I guess it's just the insecurities in me that, that make me picture somebody. You know, like I will okay, Jeffrey Zeldman will read this and he will think it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then by the time I'm done writing it, I'm like, ugh. I'll be lucky if, like, if I keep this, you know, (laughs) this is horrible. It's funny how different people come uh, or they approach to their their blogging strategy, like the mindset that they have. Like I always, I'm always coming at it from like, oh, what what keywords can I use to to kind (laughs) of both. Oh, man. But but see the thing is there, Brandon, is that I look for keywords and then I use that for a proxy for what people are interested in, and then yeah. so I try and come up with articles that that uh, that I mean it's it's demand, man. If you look at if you look at the world, if you look at Google and all the searches, and it's like the matrix and the number of searches per month on a certain topic. That's what people want to know. It's the well, truth, we, what we always want. What we always try to do is we try to write articles for people, like and it and articles for us. We write for us and yeah. and uh, people enjoy that so we never really ever focus on like what are people wanting to read it's just what what do we want to write about next yeah. and i think that's the way we've always run and it works pretty well and basically what you want to write is just what comes out and what's published and it doesn't there's no we we really try to not have any outside influence on what we write about it's just uh you know make sure our facts are correct make sure it's not too opinionated and then push it out and not really try to skew it in one way or another to get more traffic cool If it's good content, people will read it. Awesome. Well, coming up next, TDK. If you have questions or comments for the show, be sure to visit our site, contentstructurestyle.com, or tweet us at The Square Show on Twitter. To hear your voice on the show, leave us a message by calling 317-53-SQUARE. What do you think about this new news that uh, Mr. Anthony Castellina posted back on the 15th of June about the new template development kit, or TDK, as they call it? Um, what, what does that mean? I'm not much of a developer or designer, for that matter, either. So, yeah, what does this, it mean? This, this was one of those posts that uh, that when, when you read through it, you're like, oh, oh, well, I guess, you know, this is why they've been hamming away for six months. And From what I understand what this is, it's basically a way for... Um, people to create cool designs, have them installed on multiple sites, even through multiple accounts, from what I understand, and have them synced all the way throughout. So let's say you have like a, 
like an army of I don't know like uh, blogs that that are owned by one entity and they need like you need to change something on all of them at once. Now mm-hmm. you can sort of you know move this div over here and then on all the other sites it moves from one side to the other. And I think also it does it. You can edit the HTML's code from one site or JavaScript or whatever and have it updated on the other sites as well. It, is that possible or is it just like like the basic CSS or is it also HTML and JavaScript that does it too. That's a good question. It seems really cool, and it seems like there's going to be a lot of opportunity. But um, like, especially with like the smarter, uh, smarter CSS, like the the less CSS and the JSON um, on the on the site. Who knows what the opportunities are at this point? It sounds like there might be an infinite new uh, number of ways to to design your site. Does that? Does that ring true to you guys, or what's your take? My take is I I better go over to Lynda.com and learn about JSON. <laughs> I know nothing about JSON. I have to admit, I know JavaScript. I can do JavaScript. No one taught me how to do it. Mm-hmm. I just sort of, you know, walk until I fall on my face and you, just give up, and then try again tomorrow. You look for patterns and you repeat the patterns. I, yeah, yeah. It's sort, it's sort of like red, blue, red, blue, red, blue. Which comes next? But what I'm excited about, what I'm super excited about, is the uh, less stuff for CSS. Basically, yeah. being able to have variables in your CSS. So say like. Um, like you wanted to apply a certain style to multiple elements that aren't necessarily tied into each other. So it's just like you just set a variable for something and then you just throw in that variable to other elements of your site and it automatically populates it with those styles that you wanted, which is sort of really cool. Now that's baked into Squarespace, it makes it like really useful. Yeah. You don't have to rely on that one point of failure for calling a script. I gotcha. I really like the uh, the, the desktop development portion. Um talking about um, uploading things to the cloud, quote-unquote. Um, iCloud. <laughs> that's going to save a lot because because usually when I'm, you know, I mean, I mean, if you're working on, like, if it's a local script or if you're working on CSS and you don't, you know, <laughs> or or any HTML that you can actually view it on your monitor, you, you're, you're most, most likely you're going to use, like, a local editor and you're going to kind of work yeah. there because it's a lot faster. And then, you know, you, you go ahead and upload, um, you know, I... I'm, I'm currently working on a site where I have like a another linked CSS that's you know stored in my file storage. So I have to you know change the font size, hit save, go upload. You know like six seven clicks and there it's done. Refresh. No, really refresh. Okay, yeah. shift refresh there and then test it. You know so so it's like you know that 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 process it it does take a little while, but I mean. You know, you, you can streamline the process that I just spoke of, but, you know, doing it doing it on your desktop and hitting save, or e- even if it's another click of another, you know, third-party app, whatever it is, yeah. it's very cool to me. So. And there's, there's yeah. a few things that I'm, I'm really excited about is maybe adding the ability for people like us to not, not, maybe, not, not so much as design websites, but sort of say, hey, I created this awesome all-included template for Squarespace, you know, $15 or something. Start something like that where you can sort of, mm-hmm. you know, create these awesome templates. But yeah. here's, but here's what I think. It's, it's, it, I think that's, that, that part is a little odd to me, Brandon, because it's, it's like, okay, so they create that single template to multiple sites type deal. But so you can create, like you said, you can be this guy that created like the thesis of, of Squarespace, you know, this awesome new template. But what happens then if somebody, does somebody have to be your client in order for them to use that template? It makes no, it here's, would, here's what I think it's, it, where I think they could have expanded on it is being able to maybe export your style as uh like i know like a like a dot like squarespace file or something yeah. that people can throw into their site like you know buy your template and yeah. then 
throw it up, like just say um, into their into their style editor and just say like add template and then bam, your template's there and they can yeah. use it however they want. I think that would be cool. It's sort of possible now, I guess, with the ability to export templates, but not all the elements are included in your template. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, but, it, it seems like a marketplace would be the next logical. Exactly. Thing I actually, I was actually. Ta- well, I shouldn't. Okay, but what I was what I was thinking was if Squarespace did some sort of a um, like. Uh, like I don't know, like an app store of sorts, yeah. where you could basically go in and just pick and choose different things that you like for free, or they cost a few dollars or whatever. But you could sort of, you know, um, ha- grab different elements for your website and download them, and they'd all be tra- like they would all be or translate to your site, so you could just have those files and say add new whatever, and they just go to your site and you and you add them wherever you want. Mm-hmm. So people could develop widgets and everything. I'm trying yeah. to think of the e-commerce, the really large e-commerce app. Uh, Shop, Shopify? No. Equid? Uh, not Equid, no. Larger. Lemon Stand or something? Magento. Magento. They have like an area where, where it's pretty much like their shop, but then, you know, you have you have third-party developers who are also contributing, and then it becomes a... It's exactly what you just said, you know? Yeah, and I tried I tried to do that a few years, a uh, year or so ago. I tried because lots of people were having problems. This was before they launched the uh, HTML injection points in, in the structure area of your journal so you can mm-hmm. add those like yeah. custom points and and people were always wanting to be able to add those twitter buttons to their blog posts so i developed a script that basically just placed at the header of your of your page and it automatically populates your articles with those buttons mm-hmm. but there was no easy way to allow people to do that you know some people didn't understand how it worked and it just it just broke over time so if there was a way that i could make that export it as like a dot squarespace file and have people be able to just throw it up into their site and be able to use it yeah. yeah, they're definitely paving paving the way for... Yeah, starting small. Where, where does it say? Complete control over H, the entire HTML output of your site right down to the beginning awesome. and ending of HTML. I mean, I, mean, I that, hope that means that the meta page title can be held and all the, the header code. I'd love to be able to start doing like some... That's what uh, it says right there. It's something, I'm ha- header code. it's something I'm happy they're not doing is um, they're not doing the whole custom markup thing that Tumblr did or whatever. Like that... that like. Oh, yeah. Party markup. Like, you can't really edit in HTML. It's like this weird, like, markup you have to write with and everything. Mm-hmm. No. I'm glad they're just doing, like, stuff we're already familiar with, like CSS, HTML, and JavaScript. Well, they're, they're, they're design, you know, they're design freaks. So, I mean, they want to do stuff that's browser compliant and standards exactly. compliant. I mean, it's, it's beautiful, right? So, mm-hmm. now let me create this perhaps alternate spin on, on this little model here, guys. Let me think what, uh, oh, tell me what you think. Okay. So single template, multiple sites. What if there's no future marketplace, but what if they use their new affiliate program plus the single template to multiple sites concept to turn all of their designers into super affiliates that basically create these huge fiefdoms of clients underneath them that use their templates and you can't transfer your templates easily. Do you think Squarespace would do... I mean, they're they're huge into designers. Do you think they're basically just like go forth and be be merry uh, so, so, des- designers or what? So a, py- so a pyramid scheme? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but there would... <laughs> it sounds like it. Yes, and if you give your friend $5... But... You'll have five people working for you. That's right. No, but I mean, what do you what do you think? I mean, is that a possible? What I wish they would do. What I wish they would do is I wish you could have like go to squarespace.com/apps and just see uh, just a an archive of all these templates people have created, exported to a .squarespace file or whatever, sure. and have 
um, submitted to the Squarespace thing where it would basically be housed in Squarespace. You couldn't download the file without paying for it or whatever. It'd just be something that you 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 uh, buy it or you get it for free. It downloads to your computer or just maybe it just seamlessly just goes to your Squarespace site because you're logged in. But I think with their with their model, I mean, they've I've always thought they're very like similar to like Apple as a company, right? So they've got these extremely high design standards, and um, you know, Apple will create the core functionality for the iPad and iPhone and iOS, and they basically everything goes through them, and then they put it out to the community, and they're like, yeah, Do and it. then. Because Apple, yeah, Apple didn't make Angry Birds, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right, but they Angry, approved it. They approved exactly, it. Exactly, they approved it, and that's how this thing would work, I guess. Is Squarespace would approve different things, and then you'd be up there, and then you know, a thirty seventy cut or whatever. And the thing I wish they would also do is have an ability to have versions for different templates. So I could be editing a template, and then have different versions of the template, like be able to say, okay, this is a good, I'm going to lock this in. This is a good version of this template. I like it. I'm going to start changing it and upgrading it, though, without having to create a new template. So say, I'm going to work on a new version of it, and I'd be able to see the new version. But then when it's ready, I just apply that version. And then let's say something breaks, I can just fall back to the other one within one template. Yeah. And it'll do that across the other sites. I think that'd be cool to have versions of a template because I'm tired of creating new templates just to try to test something out. Mm-hmm. So version control kind of stuff. That'd be sweet. Yeah. And be able to fall back on things. And I think that'd be cool. And also allowing people that don't have an administrator account, like I'm the one guy that has one, and allowing other people to be able to see the unreleased styles. Because sometimes my uh, executive editor, Ricardo, needs to be like, I need, I need, want to see this before it's launched. And it's like, oh, then I got to apply it real quick. Okay, refresh. Okay, now, now stay there. I'm going to unapply it. And it's like, ugh. So I wish that we could do that in some way. That's yeah. awesome. Your executive editor actually gets you to adhere to brand standards. That's that's uh you as the owner, he doesn't he can trump you. That's 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 the way a blog should well, be. <laughs> well, we we always have that. Like what like I'm designing things and coming up with things constantly. And even like uh, if you look at our mobile site, like that's something where everything I do is just like, hey, what do you think of this? And like we have a ride variety. Like Ricardo, like Ricardo's a very like um, I want websites to look exciting and crazy and awesome. And then I'm more like uh like uh more more how. Squarespace is designed like very black and white in a canvas for the content. So mm-hmm. we got to sort of meet in the middle and sort of apl- appeal, appeal to all people. Unicorns. Yes, yeah, unicorns yeah. all over the page. Um, you know what brought, that brought it to my mind? Um, what was that I plugin? Uh, Cornify me or something like that. Cor- I, think, also, I think it was Cornify. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. There's also one called Bacon something where you put your URL after it and it makes bacon fly all over your website. Oh. It's pretty phenomenal. It's Web 2.0. It's finest. You're going to have to send me the link to that so I can put it's, it in the show it's notes. It's absolutely phenomenal. I'd love yeah. to end the show on that. but uh, Bacon. Bacon! <laughs> so so there was another, uh, another Squarespace blog post. Are we just going to use them for all of our show content? Might as well. Uh, yeah. Until uh, about- somebody else puts out some news, I tell you. <laughs> There was a post back on June 3rd on the Squarespace blog about freshening up your fonts, which was an announcement about the new Google fonts added to Squarespace. Yes. Um, what do you think about that? I was a little disappointed. Really? Because in, in what you look at the, when you look at the Google font site, you see literally dozens of wonderful fonts that you could use for a website, right? Right, right. And then you go into Squarespace and there's 12, I think. Right, yeah, there's 12. And you sort of go, well, where's the other ones? And their argument would be, well, we don't want to add a scroll bar because that would that would break our design. It's just like, well, why can't I access all all you know forty fonts? 
Right. Yeah. Is this just the is just the, them working within the current confines of uh, of uh, of V five though? Because could I know be, on, the, on the next on the next post, the one that we were just talking about, uh, they talk about automatic fonts and they say need to use a Google font, just use it. So maybe this is just they've got the functionality. This is for the normies. To... This might just be for the normies. Like, well, so... use these fonts. They look good. Don't use any other ones. They look good. Yeah. Or maybe just a little square peg round hole for what they have yeah. right now. Yeah. There yeah. Let's bring the user up to date. Just in case you didn't know about about web fonts, so you you know the world works. The the world uh, uses browser safe fonts, which you know yeah. would be your your Arial, your Verdana. Times New Roman. I'm a little disappointed though. I don't see Comic Sans here, so I might Comics, have to. Yeah, I'm have to. They're, they're, I'm have to apply that manually. I'm sort of sort of yes. disappointed. So 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 those fonts work in in all browsers. You know, your your five or six basics, but then the the rest of the world can now take advantage of better looking fonts through uh, through. Well, you know, you know, we saw it come out with with Typekit. They they kind of had a solution. It's not. A, a font replacement actually did install it installs the font on on the browser when it when it loads it's um, pretty cool yeah yeah it's a great it's a great solution and and actually eric and i we uh we we uh co-hosted a podcast creative expert over on creativeexpert.com and we uh we interviewed um ryan carver and greg veen on uh, uh, october 7th 2009 we'll we'll put a link in there but you can listen it was an interview about typekit what kind of things they do um that's kind of what i was wanting to see in in this you know this google release but you know okay you know it, it's it's a free solution that 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 google is offering but i, I would imagine that there's going to be a you know like a typekit release as well or something else you know some other way to yeah to allow typekit i mean it's it's very easy to use typekit right now so i'm um, using typekit right now yeah i have hatari hanzo as my font well good for you <laughs> i'm so proud it's just a reference to kill bill i love it i love i love that movie so yeah so so ha- having used typekit myself I can pretty much say that those 12 that they've selected were probably tested, you know, across the board, tested over and over and over. Because I've used some tight kit fonts that look outstanding in, like, Safari Mac. And then I go to, like, a PC, and it looks absolutely horrible. And, you know, there's different spacing and just, like, way too chunky. So, so you know, I, I bet those are, you know, good, solid, general yeah. cases. My font's that, that are a samurai work. sword. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. this is horrible. Awesome. So, so bottom line, what uh, what are you guys looking forward to most in this uh, template development kit slash fonts news? I know that they say it's not going to be done until after V six comes out, but um, is there one thing that you're looking forward to most to kind of wrap things up? Um, I want I want them to I want them to have everything they've said they would do completed. And I want it to work really well. Mm-hmm. That's all I really want because everything they've announced Simple. so far is pretty awesome. But I just want it—I want it to launch and I want it to work. This is the template development kit, so this this isn't what clients most likely. I mean, sure. this is what this isn't what Josh Bratton will. Bratton, I, I said Bratton. It's Bratton, but you know, actually, I will care about this, and I'll tell you what my favorite <laughs> thing is. Uh, <laughs> is the complete control because I've been bugging Squarespace for a while to give me access to every single title, including categories and, you know, category pages and folder pages and stuff like that. Don't make me use my blog post as my page title. Plus in the HTML head, I really want to start doing some uh, uh, landing page optimization. So 
already tools. did that. It was a little hack I did. If you want me. See, to. yeah, but see, I don't know how. I don't know the hack. I know the standard GWO Google Website I, Optimizer. I, I, you know, I, hook, I can hook you up. I can hook you up. Don't worry about it. Oh, maybe we should maybe we should get together. But we'll get, we'll get together. But. I really like that because then it, me as a marketer, once again, I don't need to know a ton of stuff. I can be extremely dangerous to do some really awesome stuff to know what works on my site as it, it pertains to my business goals. And I think that's going to be important to a lot of Squarespace users that are trying to use this as a business. One thing before we go, I just wanted to, I hope, I really hope Squarespace is listening because um, they've moved, you know, the little question mark that's at the top right of your site. Yeah. They've moved that and they moved the eyeball over a bit. And I've, I've created, I've somehow have developed this natural motor skill so I can now preview my site by just, my hand just automatically moves to the top right corner and clicks it, but I end up going to help.squarespace.com. Yeah. So and Squarespace, if you're listening, could you could you maybe, or maybe I'll just hide it myself. I don't know. Don't, they're, they're not. Is, they wouldn't listen to Alan. And, and I'll me. make them no. listen. I'm gonna, I'll, send, I'll send this to someone. They're like me, but... This. God, man, because this, like, I keep going to help.squarespace.com, and I just want to click the eyeball. But whatevs. Whatevs. Yeah. It's probably a better place for it. I mean, this this might be one of those dog dish things that, like, this this is probably closer to what's It's the whole Wikipedia moves there. It moves the top, moves their search bar to the top right. I am glad, though, that, that need help? Click here for do do do. I'm glad that's gone, because I, I did notice that on, like, two other sites I was working on today. It's like, what? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> that's new. <laughs> wow. Well, hello. You're new. That's the show. Thanks for joining us. That concludes another episode of Content Structure and Style, an unofficial Squarespace podcast. <laughs> One of many. So for Content Structure and Style, this has been Alan Hauser. This has been Josh Broughton. And I'm Brian Davenport. The third chair. It's like someone cut it's like you're living in your house for five years and then you wake up one morning, you go to the bathroom, it's just a room full of toilets. Just like what happened? Do you What's know that's happened? called? Do you know what that's called? It's called negative transference. It's when you learn to do something one way for so long, you've learned how to do it, so you have to unlearn to do it. Unlearn the way you've learned it and learn a new way, even if the new way's uh, technically better. So that's yeah, why I use but it. See, people aren't gonna do that, and they certainly aren't gonna do it for free. Yeah, sorry. All right. You don't have to do a goofy voice either. <laughs> Who's your persona? Like Bozo? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like no. a thirteen-year-old child. <laughs> Wanted a commercial. Hey, get in the van. No. Hey, kids. Yeah. I'm Brandon Davenport. <laughs> <laughs> Play us out, Alan. <laughs> Show's not over until the slide is the That'd be a fun podcast. Let's do everything like this, eh? So there was a website today, see, and I loaded it, see, and I saw the Google code loading in. <coughs> Google Analytics took everything that I did, every mouse click therein. Yeah. Come down to the World Fans, East West Bay 6. <laughs> <laughs> the future. <laughs> <laughs>